Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. What did you have for dinner, Rick? Um, I, it would just make me angry again. Well, I don't. I, so you, you've all, you, you, Rick. You, there's something I've noticed about you with your dinner time. Like it might be about back in the day, you just you know, if you're having spaghetti bolognese, it's about how much you can put on the plate and how big a mound, and you know you you finish it all. Whatever's yeah. on your plate, you have to finish. It. You don't want to waste. Yeah, exactly. I hate you, I hate waste. You put too much on there. Um but and then and then sometimes <clears throat> if we're talking about the breakfast I eat during the week, you're like that's too much for a midweek breakfast. Yeah. Like you you're, you're like a you yeah, you can't be having like bacon and sausages and shit like that every <laughs> every morning for breakfast. Well, I, I don't. I don't. But you, in your head you, you do. Could... You have you have like uh two fried eggs and like you jazz it up two slices of toast you like you go all in 10 toast for breakfast every day so I, of... I, I admire that <laughs> I, honestly i really do but my body at this this age of my life uh i can't i can't eat 
the meals that I want to, basically. <laughs> so, but why? Why are you so like? What? What? What is it that? What you look at? We go. That's a lot for a Tuesday morning. What? What? Where does that come from? Like, what? Uh, what what's? Why don't? Why can't I have that on a Tuesday morning? Why can't anybody? You can. You can, you can have whatever you want, but I don't want you about, to pass comment though. You don't. You, you don't want me to pass comment. Well, I don't understand why it's so important to you that what I eat on a Tuesday morning. If it's like a double fried egg with a bit of sriracha and maybe a little bit of lightly grated cheese underneath with a bit Fuck of marmite. No. Hello, hello. <laughs> but why is it such a shit? Why, why does it resonate with you? When you see it, you go, right, I have to make a comment here. Because cause it's so, it's like the polar opposite to me, isn't it? What are you like, I, can't, I, ain't, I ain't letting that go. A like... bowl of gruel. No, I don't have breakfast, mate. Okay. I don't it a fast. So I, have, I have water and black coffee so up until <laughs> one o'clock. Oh god, that is miserable. What? What? Um, so, what happened with your dinner then? Why are you angry? Because it was uh, it was a three egg omelet. That was it. What? Are you on a diet, Rick? Yeah, I'm healthy eating. Like doing the back on the trying to uh, bring some of that weight down. That long. What? What? What are you hoping to gain? You can lead the missus and kids. No, basically, um, I've got a mate stag do in Marbs in June. <laughs> so, like, I don't mind the dad bod, but this is a bit too much. Like, bloated, found dead in the Thames bod <laughs> is not dad bod. So I need to, you know, I need to get it back. <coughs> Fair enough, mate. All right, well, you enjoy that. Well, how long are you in Marbella for? Four days. Right, so you're going to do this for months just for the sake of... Spending four days in Marbella because you're worried that one of your mates might look at you and go, "Oh, you got a bit of a dad bod." You're doing all of that for that. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not really my mates. It's like if there's any any ladies around, I don't really want them to be like, "Oh, fucking hell." <laughs> I understand that people have kids and they grow up, but like he's really let himself go. Yeah, what is that weird little round Mexican kids sitting there for? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's not racist. That's fine. Felonia, say do mate. Yeah, good, good, mate. Not we uh, Spurs won won a game of football, and it felt good for for a change, didn't it? T. What all right? What all right? <laughs> not, not getting carried away as usual. I mean, the first Why not? was was, was pretty get, dreadful. Let's get carried away. Nah, nah, nah. What, nah, what nah. what's because, the worst um, that can happen by being optimistic? Kind you of, hurt. Kind of, kind of breaks character. You know what I mean? I can't can't do that. Okay, fair enough. But um, but no, yesterday was. You know, it was obviously a tale of two halves, but um, I think yesterday in the second half felt like the first time in a long time that the Stavens really felt alive. Mm. When we when we beat City, it was a bit of a tense atmosphere, but, you know, I mean, Ricky will, you know, confirm, you know, you got Conte waving the fans on, you got Moura doing the same, even Kane's having a little clap to the fans, you know, at the corner flag. So it was very, very loud, it was a very, very nice atmosphere, and... Um, I think we could turn the place into a fortress if that sort of intensity, if that sort of um, intense atmosphere continues. <clears throat> when Kane came over, did you spit in his general direction? I don't expect you to be able to hit him from the stands. But what? Not from you... not from not from row fifty. But um, I think there was a free kick, and he kind of went to the fans. He kind of clapped to say, you know, come on, come on, you know, trying to g us up. Um, I don't know how I feel about Kane. Um, I and mean, I did a tweet yesterday. Um, you've seen New Jack City, haven't you, Flav? Uh, this is the, the Wesley Snipes. Yeah, 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 I have, I have about and, a long um, time Chris ago. Rock, 
Chris Rock plays a crackhead and you know, the whole the whole film is trying to kick the habit and it feels like that's Harry Kane of ketchup, you know. Yesterday was like his body just excreting itself, you know. He's just trying to get back in the source, but they're not letting him and it felt like he was running in treacle at times. That's what Kane felt like to me. I think he, it's just it's just it's kind of like time with him. Like he'll, he'll never get back what what he had previously, and we'll never. I don't think there are. I haven't seen any Spurs fans out there actually. Sort of, they talk about Kane in the same sort of vein that they did previously. I, I think everybody's agreed that the relationship has been tainted somewhat, but but it, it is just a matter of time and some good performances and a couple of goals before we just think, all right, look, you'll never be the same to us as you was previously, but we still want all, all the goals you're going to score. So he just needs to start scoring fundamentally, I guess. Uh, Rick, what, what was the um, atmosphere like in the, the first half? Because from watching it in the pub, I just, I just want to say, and this, this won't mean anything to anybody out there, but I watched a game of football with my old man for the first time in about three years, and it was fucking brilliant. It was, uh, it's just, you can't, watching football on the sofa on your own because live away from London now isn't the way to watch football. It's so much more difficult because you, you're having to process everything. And I understand why some people online go mental now, like when they, they start spouting shit. It's because they're sitting in their bedrooms on their own watching their team get beat over and over again or not perform for two years as pretty much we haven't. And they just sort of think, oh, I can't handle this because I don't have, don't know how to process it. And it was just, it was just nice to to sit with my dad and watch a game of football because I did intend yeah. to go to the game yesterday, but it was lovely. What? That sounds sounds great, man. Yeah. Like my my old man, like during the game, he like put his arm around me and said, like, this is like the best part of my week. Always coming to the football with you. Did he? Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's really nice. Shame mine mine isn't with you. <laughs> and like uh it it is one of those things that you um we've said it a million times man it's supporting your club yeah it's supporting your club but it's not always about the football even though you are together for the football do you know what i mean yeah it's so much more than uh, a lot of people take the piss about oh that you're so involved you're infatuated with football but it isn't just you know 22 men kicking a ball about I know that is what football is but there's just so much more around it and it's an it's it's amazing when you can uh, share that experience especially like with your old man and that yeah man definitely it was great it was great I just wanted to say that um but <clears throat> we couldn't kind of watch the first half and obviously we can see it along with everybody else it was just it was um it was poor and you and, and you're kind of sitting there and you're thinking like you're reconciling the fact that we that we um we finished that first half without shot on target I think and you're thinking, like what? Like we know we got to give Conte time. Obviously, it was never in question. But everybody in the back of the road going, I thought it was going to be a little bit better than this, though. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. it was going to be a little bit better than what I'm seeing right now. Did anyone else feel that? Yeah, well, I mean, like when when the game kicked off, I was like, uh, I did the uh, the preview pod, and um, and I was saying that like confidence wise, I was ten out of ten, which surprised you. But um, yeah. I was like, I was just expecting, I was expecting us just to, it was just the occasion really, like first league home game under Conte, it's, you know, under the lights, Leeds are going to be bringing their fans, it's going to be really good atmosphere. And it's like a, a later kickoff, so a lot of people be drinking as well. So everyone's going to be like proper up for it. And then you just kind of, 
the team performance did not match that whatsoever. Like after 25 minutes, I was like, we are being pressed. We are being, uh, like they were just passing it around the back. They were just attacking us at will. We were like camped in our own half. And I was like, fucking hell, this, this is shit. Uh, I was sitting again. Why are we doing that? Yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. doing it. Why don't we do it? <laughs> not, not had a shot. Not even looked like getting any of our players away. And I was like, it was quite funny because I was like looking around at the people around me that I sit with, and everyone was just kind of had this like puzzled look on their faces to say like, "What the fuck is this? Like, what's going? <laughs> this is this isn't what's supposed to happen. <laughs> this isn't what we signed up for when we chose to follow Tottenham Hotspur back in the day." This is when when the, the when the club when Daniel Levy and Parati, Paratici joined in uh, sort of made Conte or convinced Conte to join Tottenham. That's not what we signed up for when that happened. We wanted the good football and all the trophies, not just uh, you know a, a puzzlement a bit or amusement of uh, you know what what that first half presented us with. It's like that first half was like prison slop, man. It was bad. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've been on record on the podcast saying that um, there's no place for booing. I think I said people who boo deserve ricing. That was, that, to be fair, that was about eight years and, ago. Um, yeah, and um, now I'm of a completely different mindset. I think the booing was justified. And did you boo? It was a means to an end. Did you? You was, you was doing it, weren't you? No, I didn't. Boo! boo! He was eating it. Yeah, boo! Oh, uh, like, the thirty-eighth minute, he was doing it. You know, you know, like you know, like Conte was uh, at the end of the game was like geeing the fans up, like going, "Come on!" That was tea <laughs> in the stands for the booing. Come on, everybody, boo, boo! Come uh, on! I, 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 I had an A4 sheet of paper with boo. Laminate. Just before, just before the um, the first half was over, I think we had a throw in. Um, near the corner flag at, at the Leeds end, and the ball went from there back to the, back to Hugo. The fans are kicking off from that. The when the whistle went, the booing just continued. So um, yeah. partly that passage of play and just a shit performance. I don't think they were booing Conte. It was just a bit of well, a well, definitely. And, it's, and it probably helped that Leeds scored when they did because it probably made this half-time team talk for him. I don't think anyone thinks that uh, Conte was being booed. I just think. Um... Just the general performance that is that those players are better than that, and we proved in the second half that that we were better than that. I don't think anybody, don't think Conte was sitting there thinking, "I'm being booed here." I, yeah, I, just think... I, I think it was. Um, I, I don't think it was Conte. I don't think it was the players. I think it's just that general feeling of we are fucking way better than this. We haven't had a shot on goal. Like, like what's going that was, on? That was two and a half games. Yeah, maybe you should have booed earlier. Do you think there's people in the crowd that thought, yeah, we did that? No. We... <laughs> no. You don't think any, 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 any Spurs fans are taking credit for for the change in performance? No, they're, 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 they're a silly sausage if they believe half-time I reckon, booze. I reckon there's at least 10 people in that stadium if they thought, that was me. <laughs> I think it helped the team talk, though. I mean, I'm not saying that, that. Yeah. in and of itself, but I think the... Um... I think the team talk would have been, you know, look at the fans, look, look what they're doing, they're booing because you're not playing like a bunch of cunts. And then as mm. soon as the second half comes, you'll get a shot on target. Well, hit the bar. So it, it, it did help the team talk, I reckon. Just on that, T, um, although we didn't have any shots on target, you know, before this game, but we've hit the woodwork five times in the last two games. 
and that doesn't count as a shot on target. It's annoying. I was having a, I was having this discussion with T in Beavertown before the game, and I was so annoyed that uh, hitting the post or the crossbar isn't a shot on target. And it's then, it's and almost. Then people were like. Well, it's not on target. And I was no. like, yeah, but okay, okay. Wait, yeah, what about if the ball hits the bar and goes in? What what happens then? It's, a goal. it's gone in, it's a goal. Yeah, but that nah, it's on target, mate. I don't like it. Don't like no, it, I'm afraid. I, I agree with you, Rick. I, I, I'd say that a, sh- a shot that's P-rolled to the keeper but was on target is counted. But a curling shot like Lacelso's was against Everton hits the post and that's not a shot on target. Like, that's much better than... That's where yeah. XG. That's why. That's where XG is important. That's where XG is important. <laughs> is it important? I don't know. Um, yeah. I want to just. I, I just want to talk about like apart from the game in the second half, and you know we're going to talk about. I think we've got to talk about Winks. I think we've got to talk about Eric Dyer. Um, maybe Lucas Moore a bit. But let's talk about Conte. Let's enjoy that because after the game, I know you guys wouldn't have. You, I mean, you may have. You, you know, you you'd have seen Conte doing what he was doing, but the camera was tracking him from the final whistle for about three minutes as he just marched around the, 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 um, the turf, just literally just like what I would have done to receive one of them hugs. It must've been incredible. And the smile that he generated on Son's on, uh, Kane and Lloris's face is we just beat Leeds. Like this wasn't, this, and this was a depleted Leeds team. The energy that he's, that he's trying to create, which is about enjoying victory, I think. And there is t- there are times to be happy in football and winning a game and coming from behind is one of those times. That 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 should that's the the correct feeling. I'm not saying like like let's do backflips, but from where we've been over the last couple of years, certainly the last six months, where it's just been rubbish, to show some sort of spirit and fight back and, and, and be able to react to what Conte's asked them to do in the second half and then celebrate the fact that we've turned this game around. I just think it was a wonderful thing. It was really nice. It was really easy watching for a Spurs fan just to look at our, our manager and look at him be ecstatic about what's just, what he's just witnessed and to see the players react in the same way. I don't know. What, what did you make of the, his celebrations after the game? Was it over top uh, T or did you think, was it a nice thing to see? What, what, yeah, what did you make of it? Uh, I wouldn't say it was over the top. Um, it was, it was, it was nice to see. It's not something that I personally buy a lot into the whole passion bollocks. But um, you know, it's something that got him going and it gets the team going, and it shows that you know if you stick with him, that the good times will come. I felt at half time, I didn't have that fear. I felt with um, Nuno and Mourinho when we went a goal down, that I just thought, fuck this, the game's over. But we just knew we had the fight within us and. The scenes after the game were—they're they're really nice, but I do worry he's going to injure a player or two because that high, that handshake he gave to Royale, I'm like fucking hell, son. Mm. You know, if I you saw need... him give—if I saw him giving Anthony Joshua the handshake, I'd be boy, you might miss a fight. <laughs> he nearly broke <laughs> Ben Davies' nose, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be giving people concussion and shit, man. <laughs> like, 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 generally, like, what, what? If, if, how much money would you be willing to part to receive a Conte cuddle, a hug? Like the, the, realistically, I'm not talking about oh ten grand and I'll do it. Like how much? Think about how much money you've ha- you have, Rick and and T, and what disposable income you've got. Kids to feed, you've got mortgage to repay. You know, there's things you want to do with your money, but to get an impassioned 
hug from Conte, how much money would you be willing to part part with, Rick? Fucking hell. Um, well, are we talking, are we, are we can 50 quid, 100? Would you pay 100 pounds to receive that? Or would you say, fuck it, I'm not interested, zero pounds? Um, but imagine, actually, let me just keep, I'm adding caveats to this. Go on, go on. Imagine yeah. it's on your wedding day or it's something like your your daughter has just scored a goal in a, for a team in a, and uh, the 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 school's cup or whatever it might be, and uh, you turn okay. around and you, and you need like you need someone to be able to share it with you, and someone who understands it, and that person just so happens in this weird world that I've just created to be Conte on the pitch side, just to look at you and go, "Yes, Ricky, you that daughter came out of your nutsack and has just done that. <laughs> this is the cuddle you're going to get. How much would you pay for that? Yeah, I'd pay a ton for that. Hundred quid. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. I feel that's that's about right yeah 100 quid t would you pay anything for that that kind of hug and embrace i was thinking i was thinking 500 actually 500 um, wow, I've, I've, I've actually met conte funny enough at a restaurant when he was managing chelsea nice guy felt nice but is that Are you it? kidding yeah well he can't just drop that in what what, what where was it was it a wagamama's was it what was it what, set the scene it was, the, it was at the big easy in um chelsea listen to money bags at the time and um I think he signed a receipt, but I think I've lost it. So, yeah, I did meet him. See, we're in a WhatsApp group, and we literally talk to each other every, what, 10 minutes? And you've never said this. He's <laughs> never mentioned it. Never I, mentioned did. it. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> ah, no, you, you haven't. Well, so there's two of us here saying you haven't. <laughs> you've never I've mentioned that. I've mentioned it on the pod. No, you'd never mentioned it. I never heard that. That was complete news to me. It's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah. I what else have you got that. up to? What else um, have you got up to? What, what, what else don't we know? I met, I met Lord Hunnigan at the age of nine. That was good. He smelled of um, apple hubba bubba. Why do you remember how everyone smells? Why did Conte smell? Because I like, I like, I'm, I'm big on smells. I'm big on smells. <laughs> Honestly, if there's anyone out there that wants to meet a nice female or a nice male, having a good scent, a good, a lovely aftershave goes a long way. Yeah, I think. it does definitely. Yeah. It does go a long way. Not so. Don't like. Go out on a date with fucking Lynx Java, whatever it might be. Um, yeah, so are we? Are we uh, on the back of that result? Are we excited? Are we are we more excited than we was before the game for what Conte is going to do to Tottenham? Are we? Was it? Yeah. What, what's your take home at the moment, Rick? Like it was great second half, poor first half. He made the changes. We dominated in the second half pretty much. Like what? You, I, just want to go, it, I just want to say like the celebrations at the end. Yeah, um, I, I want to see that after every single game. I don't care. Do you know I what I'm thinking see, about? I want to see everyone pump. I want like FA Cup third round. We draw South End and we fucking yeah. drill them. And yeah. at their gaff, and Conte marches onto the pitch and he's just smashing all the Spurs Spurs players, giving them those hugs. And when he walks past the South End players, it gives him a massive shoulder charge. Like where it's just well uncalled for. But that's that's the the energy I want. Yeah, I, mean, I think we we need a drill song to come out to. I want a proper <laughs> violent, horrible sort of. Not all drill mu- music is violent and horrible, but it's scary. Let's just create some sort of horrible energy that that um, other clubs don't want to get into. Some sort of something by Ag- Ab- Ab- Abracadabra, something like that. Um, it's an instrumental. That'll do. Robbery remix. We should come out to a robbery oh, yeah, remix. Yeah. I like that. Anyone listen to this? It's a banger. That's an absolute tune. Go and listen to it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's just like it's, it was just great. It was great. We won the game. We had the, you know that that the Conte showing that energy, and and he said afterwards, he goes, "Like some people have passion, some people don't. It's just the way it is." And we've had two managers that didn't show passion, and even Poch at times where you know when it when he's kind of got comfortable in his role at scoring a goal, and I'm sure that will happen with with Conte as well. But scoring a goal against Leeds or a winner against Leeds didn't create an explosion of emotion. But if you looked at, look at how Conte behaved on the touchline for Chelsea when he's diving in with the crowds and he's celebrating, he's going mad. Like he feels it. it. It means something to him. And if he's that passionate on the side of the pitch, imagine how passionate he's going to be in his job and how much effort and focus he's going to put on making Tottenham as good as they can be under his tutelage. And that and everyone's, a... Yeah, and everyone's going to feed off that as well. Like The players are going to see him animated on the touchline and when he comes on and he's like congratulating everyone and stuff and everyone's going to really feel it and buy into it like only a good thing really only a good thing it 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 creates that mentality um that we've been lacking surely lacking for for years do you remember the geezer the the Jose Mourinho geezer going that's the mentality that's the mentality he had no fucking idea what the mentality was he had no idea what the mentality was he was telling me that's the mentality he had no idea who, who 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 was that? He was just a bloke with a catchphrase, Rick. I don't. <laughs> that's all he no did. No idea who that was. Mourinho's one of these guys who just sits in his office and watches training through his window while he's playing solitaire when they compete. You got someone like Conte just out there in the training ground, just kid sweating like fuck, just in every training session, just hundred and ten percent. I feel that he's a bit more of a training ground manager, and I think credit has to go to Conte for. Switching the tactics around a bit at half-time. People say, oh, you know, it's all passion and intensity. Obviously, that played a part because he said we wanted to match Leeds' energy, and we did. But I think he... No, he said he'd said he made a, a tactical change. He, he, he had a plan B, and um, that's kind of, you know, what fans want. Fans always bark on about a plan B, a different approach. And um, I think it was good to see, and it finds that he's got more than one way to win the game. And, you know, that's, just, that's something that really makes me optimistic for the immediate future. How old are you, T? I'm not telling you. You're obsessed with age. I don't care about age. Um, all right. So you're like 51 based on that response. In the year 52. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> My point here, T, if you'd allowed me to make it, uh, would have been would have been uh, that Conte's 52. He's 52 years old. That that's what, what does that mean? Well, it means that he looks about... If, he, if someone said he was 70, I wouldn't be surprised. So he, he looks... He's got a hair transplant, though, hasn't he? I know, I know. And that's it. So imagine what he'd look like without that. But he's he's 12 years older than me. And I look at him like he's my new dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed if suddenly my dad was gone and Conte was there. Living with his wife in Devi- with my dad's wife in devices, just no explanation at all. I'd just be like, "All right, I miss dad, but God, look at this this guy. If he sticks around, <laughs> he's a new dad." I think we were asked a question: Who would you prefer a hug from, Conte or Poch? <sighs> should we do that? But should we do that conversation right now? Because um, there's still some Spurs. Actually, let's just do it, and then we can come back to the Spurs game. So, obviously, Pochettino is. To answer your question, it's a tough one. 
it's a tough one. I don't know. Uh, we, uh, yeah, you know, as we're recording, Pochettino it seems wants to join Manchester United, and obviously there are loads of Spurs fans out there going, "Oh, Pochettino back," all that sort of stuff. Um, but how do you feel about? Do you care? Do you give a shit that Pochettino is going to potentially, probably inevitably, come back and manage another Premier League club? T, I know you you've got fairly strong opinions on this, haven't you? Um. It does leave a bit of a bad taste, but um, I'm not kind of simping for Poch to come back to Tottenham. So um, it's a bit of an a bit of um, inevitability. It's the only other Premier League club I could could have seen him managing anyway. But mm. we all feel a bit weird seeing him in the opposite dugout. And um, yeah, and then when my new place Spurs at White Hart Lane, it'll be so mawkish and so fucking wet. Just oh. we won't yeah, be till next season anyway. It will but, be, um, yeah. But it just shows a bit of a lack of loyalty. I mean. Um, when the Man United rumours were swirling around when he was Tottenham manager, he didn't exactly back them away. And now he's saying, oh, yeah, you know, I might leave PSG because Man United are calling. It makes me think, hmm, you're not the man I thought you were. No loyalty. I, I put oh, a tweet shit. out. <laughs> That's quite harsh. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I put a tweet out saying, I don't want Poch, but I don't want anyone else to have him either. And I think that's about... That's, a baby in him. You've got to put a baby in him, yeah. Let's make the life... <laughs> That's absolutely horrible. I'm really sorry, listeners. <laughs> oh, I loved it, actually. You've got to make his... Yeah, just... And the thing is, that's probably happening out there. Just, I don't really want her, but if I put a baby in her, no one else is going to wear That's bad. Um, yeah, Rick, Rick what, do, do, do you feel anything about these rumours of him joining Manchester United? Um, I'd rather him not come back to the Premier League, but at the end of the day... Uh, man's got to earn some cash, and he? he's got to manage someone. And if he goes, well, he's, he's like, got the a job. The he's team. got a job. He's got a job. I know, but he's not really enjoying it, man. He's not enjoying it. And... It's mad that every time there's rumours like that about him leaving, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm desperate to go. <laughs> it just keeps coming out. So he definitely, it seems like it, there's too much smoke in there. He definitely doesn't want to be there. Yeah, he's living in a hotel. His family are back in London. That's that's all you hear. And do you reckon? Do you reckon what, what do you reckon? Like well, after training that, and after PSG have beaten fucking Lil, whoever it is they play, um, do, what do you reckon he's doing of an evening? Because his his kids and wife are in London still, and he's what well, he goes back to his hotel. What, what? How does he entertain himself from the minute he leaves the office to the next day? Is he? He's, he's literally he's sitting on his bed ordering room service and he's just watching uh episode after episode of friends i i i don't think he's doing that i think he's he take he gets into his his um hotel room immediately takes all his clothes off everything oh. <laughs> 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 he does that at a hotel reception. <laughs> he just he just gets in a hotel, <laughs> and he just first thing he does everything off everything like he's 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 got nothing on, and I reckon he's got a special drawer in this hotel room, and in it is like a joggers and sort of hoodie, and. um he gets in these hoodies and, and, and he has no, 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 it's not. I think it's going a different, in my head, it's going a different way than that. T. Oh, 
he wears the he wears this hoodie and 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 a pair of like Deodoro trainers, and um, <laughs> I don't know where Deodoro came from. I don't know where that came from. And then he went, and then he goes out on the streets and pretends to be homeless <laughs> just because he wants to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> He just sits. He sits on corners in Paris, begging for money to feel something, <laughs> hoping that someone punches him. Punching himself in the face. <laughs> Poor old Poch. Uh... He couldn't miss. Like honestly, if you if you if you threw his hands in any direction, it would definitely hit his face. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want him. But you, it's a massive job, and he's clearly not happy in PSG. And I don't really feel any, any really well like way about it. I'm not, I'm not. You know, this is a long winded way to answer your question. Right now, Conte, because he's, he's, he's dead now. Isn't he? he represents right now. Yeah, exactly. So that's the most important thing. Like, and then fundamentally, if you look at what they've done previously, Conte on paper is probably a better coach. So that's not. Dismiss, dismissing all of the great times we had under Pochettino, but you can't just mope around hoping for the, the bloke you used to love to come back and re-enter your life. It's just no way to live. Um, so uh, Winks started, and I think you posted, or we you posted quite a, a strong statement, um, and it was about it was about midday on Sunday, and T, you posted. I'm going to be unhappy with this team that comes out. <laughs> the, biggest, <laughs> the biggest blab is that you interpret this as thinking that I'm going to be point, I'm going to be like Conte out and blah 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 blah. No, Just I don't. That in, in our heads, we know who's available. We have a team that we'd like to see, and when it yeah. veers from that, there's a little bit of you know, a bit like the Arthur gif, the Arthur cartoon where he's got his fist clenched, a bit like that. Yeah, but then you realise that. Contest forgotten about, forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. But I'm still not happy that no, that no, uh, no one wants to see Winks in that team, do they? They want to see um, anybody else, really. But yeah. but it, we you, we all knew that he would start, and that's part of the reason why you posted that is that you knew that he would start, and you knew that Lucas Morrow would start. But specifically, Winks, yeah. I was like. My position, obviously, is that, and, and I think as a holding midfielder, although he didn't actually he played skips role, didn't he? Rather than because um, Hoybier was fit in the end, but when we didn't know that at the time, but for if Hoybier and Skip are not available, then Skip then Winks has to play as that CDM. Um, regardless of what happened from twelve o'clock to kickoff, Winks started the game within forty seconds had lost the ball that led to Leeds <laughs> creating a chance. And you're just like, mate, do yourself just do yourself a favour. Like do, do your job. Be, help do your yourself. Job. <laughs> help yourself by doing your job. But at least like and uh, maybe we're being a bit harsh. it's not harsh, is it? Because it happens over over and over and over again. I don't know, it's just it was it, it was just obvious. It was just obvious, wasn't it? What what did you make of his performance uh, out of ten, Rick? Um, out of ten, I would probably say, um, I probably go with seven. Seven, seven, okay, yeah, it's oh. all right. Yeah, I was going to say like six, between six and seven, really. I, but I'd be, I'm a bit, uh, I'm feeling a bit, what you call it? Um, I, I can't think of the word. Nervous generous that's it i feel a bit generous because we've we've just won but in the first half i noticed you know 
I can't remember who it was against uh, when Mourinho was manager. And uh, I think we were we were breaking and some player was like driving with the ball and running with the team uh, as we were attacking. And it, it was like they hit a, like an invisible wall and they stopped running. And it was kind of like part of their tactics, Mourinho had said, is like, do not fucking leave this area, whatever you do. Can't remember who it was, but yesterday seeing Winks when he was playing, um, he was like stuck to this certain position. Well, he stuck to this position, but he, he had this area where he was just, this is the only place where you're allowed to go. And one of the Leeds players was driving at him with a ball and he just wasn't going out to meet him. And I was like, mate, they're just getting, they're just gaining so much more ground. You've got to go out to him. And then in the end, I think he was just like, this is fucking stupid. I have to go out to this guy. And And then he did. And there was a few occasions where he was like, I think, you know, it's like rabbit in headlights or you, you just don't want to fuck it up. This is your chance, man. You've got Conte looking on. He's been with you for two weeks and he's been drilling you and telling you what you need to do. And you just don't want to get it wrong because you know he is like a perfectionist and you don't want to let the fans down. This is your one chance. So I think he was just a bit caught in two minds, really, in the first half. And I can't I can't really blame him. Um, it's you know it's a lot of pressure, and I know he's a professional footballer, and he should be doing better. And then, obviously, like you said, like the first forty seconds gives the ball away, and you just like he must have been like for fuck's sake, I must have felt a bit down about that. And there, there was a couple of times as well he did, he did that, and I was just like I, I felt for the lad. But the Second thing is... half, he, he got he got um, he got a lot better, and I think there were some adjustments that uh, Conte had had given him some different instructions. Um, and Stop he was being shit. yeah, he was, <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, Addy. he was leading lead the uh, every time he was uh, winning the ball, he was uh, he's running forward with it and he was giving it away at a, a, a decent opportunity, he's not holding on to the ball and stuff like that. Rick, you know, you know, you know, <clears throat> that the face I made and the mannerism that I made, if that works, um. You know, when when he gave the ball away in the first 40 seconds, which led to that chance, it was like hearing your son had got his third detention of the week. It wasn't like you kind of you knew it was coming and it's still really fucking annoying that it's happened, but it's just inevitable. That, that, was, that was that first minute. And he recovered pretty well. Like you said, for all the reasons you've just said, Ricky, is that... that we none of us probably want him in the first team as it stands, but he grew into the game and he he did his job. And all he can do is play to the best of his abilities. And if that isn't good enough for Spurs, then it's it's not his fault. It's just his level as a footballer. T, what do you think of um, of this idea that all these players should be given a clean slate? Like Ben Davies should be in his team if Conte thinks he should be, and and Dombele should be on the bench or what? Like, what, it's fair at this stage to say whatever team he picks is correct at this moment because he's, I feel he's... that I feel that Conte is picking a safer team to get him through these um quote unquote winnable fixtures. Mm. Yeah. So these games are winnable and you need players who are gonna carry out the tasks that you're giving them. So he he said a lot about Undombele before on at his press conference it was Friday or Thursday. I guess what struck out is that you know he's not He's probably not a team player. He's someone who will just want to do his own thing. And I'm guessing that 
in these initial games, it's all about getting points on the board and trying to gain ground on the top four because fall of Man United and arguably Leicester as well means that the, the fourth place is there for the taking. So you can't afford to gamble on a maverick like Undombele. And he's got to pick someone like Winks who keeps the ball moving. But the problem with, the problem with Harry Winks is that he's just... Um, it's a bit like uh, a bit like a David Price in that in, in, as a boxer in that when he's on top he's okay but when 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 he's pressed he just kind of falls to pieces and that's what happened in the first half it's like you're like, all over him and Lucas Moore like a rash they just didn't react very well the second half he definitely improved um, I'm not over the moon that it's him or Skip going to be in that spot it's not what I really want to see but. I guess as a senior as a senior player out of those two, Skip's fine because he's his first full season at Spurs in terms of after coming back from Norwich, and you can see there is potential there for him to be good. Absolutely, but, but, he, I don't, but I don't he's see... become the main man, has he? And and that and, and if the up if the the person with more experience is Winks, who's probably not as good as Skip, then I, yeah, it's not great. It's not ideal, is it? Because um, he we. I think there were a couple of occasions in the first half where we did beat the press by just passing the ball over it. I think Dahl pushed, pushed up a bit and just tipped the ball over the press and beat them that way. I don't think Winks and maybe not Skip have that in their locker so much where they can just ping the ball over and just have Reggion and Emerson bombing on. So that was annoying, but ultimately, um, no, all, all jokes aside, I understand why he picked the team he did and I wanted Winks off at half-time. The result proved that I was wrong. Um, one, one of the, the things, the, the tactics that played out over and over again in the first half was that ball into to Lucas Moura. Um, oh, he was, well, he was obvious. Someone had to come and get it. Like You, you have to have some player who's going to drop into midfield and, and try and take the ball from Hoybier or, or the centre-back. So it had to be someone. Obviously, that job was given to Lucas Moura. And I think he lost the ball almost every time, probably every time. And um, but it, it, it was kind of he, he did his best, and that's a difficult job to do. But do you think it would have been better to trust someone like Lacelso, or perhaps not in this in, in, instance because he was carrying a knock or whatever? But maybe definitely in Dombele. But if you have in Dombele in in that role, then you can't play a front three. So what what? It, was it was it right to trust Lucas Moura? Rick, do you think? Well, I mean, like, just like T said about Winks, we won the game. But uh, honestly, I was, I was so you know when you're so frustrated that you could cry, <laughs> like every single time Dyer was pinging the ball into Mora, he was he was dropping short, coming to it, and it was just bouncing off his knee, off his foot, terrible touch, or char- or, or just pushed off the ball, um, and it was. It was just happening over and over again, and I was just like, "We've got to try something else." Because every time we are, we kind of we do win the ball back. That's the route that we're going straight down the middle, and it's going straight to Mora. And I know he's like going to try and lay it off to Kane, and then spin round the back or whatever it is that, that they've worked on. But it just wasn't working, man, and it was fucking killing me. Um, but when uh, when the tactics changed. In the second half, and I don't know whether it was he, uh, Conte told us to to start pressing uh, from the front, or whether it was that our 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 press was more 
it it was working well because Leeds players were tired anyway. We were we were winning the, we were winning the ball high up. Kane, Son, and Mora all taking balls off off Leeds players, and we looked a lot better once we'd taken those balls high up, and then we were just driving forward because there was just less of um, less of the pitch to eat up. And that's when Mora, when when he had the ball at his feet and he, he was running at the defence, he was a lot better. He was running into a few defenders, didn't get some of the balls, uh, you know, made the wrong choices. But is just by changing that tactic of him, instead of him receiving the ball to feet with his back to goal and then changing it to the front three, uh, pressing and winning and, and nicking the ball high up the pitch and then them springing that trap, it just felt a lot better. Should we uh, go to some questions, boys? Yeah, on, let's do it. Jayant uh, Singh Chahwan, he said, I had lots of confidence in Conte when he, cho- he chose Davies and Winks in the starting lineup uh, yesterday as to when Nuno did it a few weeks back. That isn't a question, it's more of a statement, but I can completely understand it. Like you, You're looking at... Um, whatever Conte does at the moment, because nothing's gone wrong in his early days, is that you just trust him. You have to trust him. It's no, there's no point in, in second-guessing his, his team selection right now. And uh, Dave, I, I thought, what would you think of Davies' performances over the last couple couple of games? He hasn't done anything wrong, has he? And uh, It feels like he's, if we're going to play a specialist back three, and because he's so used to playing that for Wales and does so with ease, that it's not... I don't have any fear when Davies is selected in that back three. Do you, too, or...? Um, he was impressive yesterday. One thing I did notice was that we kind of used, um, I, don't know, I don't know if Chris Wilder was a bloke who in, invented the overlapping centre-backs, but saw a lot of that yesterday with um, with Davies and Dyer and even Tanganga and latterly Sanchez and Spurs are just like overlapping, overlapping um, the midfielders. And it was good to see. Um, I feel that um, Ben Davies and Winks are players who respond to specific tactics I think Winks and I think Davis is a beneficiary of that he's been impressive he's been solid um, steady Eddie haven't really got any complaints about him I think that that place is his because he's the only left footer yeah. among the centre-backs I know that you're not fond of the whole road on um, train but would like to see him a bit more but I think if he's not going to get um, a game, he should be loaned out in January just to get him some regular game time, just to get yeah. him used to uh, being one of the first names in a team sheet. I didn't realise he's 24 years old. I thought he was 20, so well, you've got to get him some game time. Just on that, just because you, know, you mentioned that that I, like, I'm not on the sort of road and gravy train, that's not because I don't believe that he's a, a good player or he isn't good no, enough of course, to be yeah. a well, yeah, I think that, you know, the, the couple of times I mentioned is that People seem to be choosing Roden as a potential starter for Spurs because in the few games that he's played for us, he hasn't fucked up and not really. They just want to see him just to see how good he is, but that isn't an experiment that we can play right now. Um, you know, in games like against Musa, is it this week or is it next week? Mura. That's, that's, that's Thursday. Mora, sorry. Is it Mura or whatever it is? doesn't matter. After we play them, we'll never hear from them ever again. Um, it's like they don't exist and probably shouldn't exist because um <laughs> got no time for grassroots football anymore. Did back in the day, but now I just think, fuck it. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, like in, in games like that, you could 
you could um, you could argue that he he should start. But these these managers, it's not just been Conte because obviously it's very early days, but Nuno as well, and he didn't really play under Jose that often. So they might see that he's just not ready. Like he's good, there's potential there, and he can play in the championship. But we don't need championship defenders. Like, I know there's a few Swansea player, uh, Swansea fans, like who appear on the timeline saying like, get Roden out of Spurs. But you know, he he, he played at a championship level. I don't think you can use the manager thing though, because you know we've been a shambles since 2019. So, say Mourinho and Nuno didn't give him a game. Isn't really fair. I think as I think Spurs fans, um, they're not a monolith, you know, but um, we like defenders who are good on the ball, and because Rodon fits that description, we want to see more of him. But I'm a strong believer that we have to use use the loan system sensibly. I think we've got just like it's Tanganga, Sanchez, Aya, Romero, Davies. I feel like I've missed a name. And I think that's sufficient for the rest of the season. Mm. So. If Rodon's not going to usurp any of those guys, then put him out on loan to, I don't know, maybe a Norwich or upper-end um, championship team. Just make him play, let him know what it's like to pair when he's going to play every week. Because that benefited um, Oliver Skip. You know, he yeah. was, um, sometimes he was the 19th in man in the well, Spurs yeah. squad. Yeah, but sometimes he's the 19th man in the Spurs squad. That doesn't prepare him for yeah. being part of the first team. Absolutely spot on. Absolutely, I, I, I agree hundred percent. Like we won't know, and we can't really like when when Skip had that incredible season under Norwich. I think he was voted second best player in their campaign. It was at the Championship, but we had a buzz about him coming back and thinking actually no, he probably is good enough. And he started the the season well, and our optimism around him is based almost entirely in his performance for Norwich in the Championship. So I think you're spot on there, uh, Callum. Uh, Cow, who comes on the party, who's part of the fighting cock. He says, with Loris's contract up in the summer and Kane being a rat, who would you want to be our club captain next year? It's going to be unanimous, surely. I, I, so, so I, I'm drawing a blank to some degree. I, I've got one player in my mind, but I don't think it, it's the same as you, you, yours, your guys. Go on, Rick. Well, should, should, we, should we say, in, after three, we all say who it should be? Go on. No, let me. I need to have a little think. It's tough, man. Well, well, well I'll tell you what. Then we can we can like, break it down. We can break it. We can break it down in a second. But this is what what you're thinking right now. Whoever pops into your head. So three, two, one. Hoybier. Who did you say? T. Min Son. I get it. He's the boy, isn't he, at, at South Korea? He's the captain there. But it kind of feels like a South Korea where he's the best player. Let's give it to him. I'm not, I'm not dismiss, dismissing their understanding of football, obviously. <laughs> but, I think that I but, think Min Son is a good ambassador for the club. He's fully coys. Um, he didn't play well yesterday, but he's largely very consistent and he wants to be here. I think Hoybier can be worst seem- player in the fucking universe and he's a bit of a passion merchant. So I wouldn't have him as captain. And but he's I a leader, isn't he? Can... Yeah. No, no, he's I'm not. I'm Flav here. I think punching, punching your chest doesn't make you a leader. You look at the... Um, no, he behaves like COVID, one as well, to be before, fair. Before COVID went down, um, Sonny carried us those games. And I think that if he made him captain, he could probably do similar. I'd, I'd pick him. What about Eric Dyer? 
See, I was yeah. thinking, I was, I was thinking, Dyer, like he's he's a leader. But then I was thinking, if you do make him captain, he's got to stay then, isn't he? He's got to stay. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I can't That's really give him the Hoybier. elbow then. And no, Hoybier, isn't the problem with Hoybier. Get off his back. He, he's, he, they're, they're both leaders, uh, but they. I mean, what is it to say that the captain has to be? Um, great yeah great <laughs> at football like they just need to they need to lead they need to inspire and lead by example and sometimes that is about quality but sometimes it's also about clapping passion. your hands and saying fucking come on yeah come yeah, on. yeah 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 that shit, man. Can, can we just uh just go to dyer for a second because he he had a really good game yesterday i think that's that's fair i know everyone has their reservations about him but in that middle he's playing romero's role eventually uh, effectively yeah. And that's not something he's been trained to do because Romero is the guy that does that. But I just thought it's certainly like there was about three or four times when we were under pressure that he carried the ball. And it just felt like, I, I love this. I like this. This is good. Because of the, the nature of the tactic, it meant that he can do that without fear of fucking up. And then it coming on top, you know, because you've got, you've got two centre-backs that can we just basically drop into a back four if you need to. And I just, yeah, I liked it, and he made it, it was effective when he got that ball, and he just—I I would say—who who got man of the match? He had Reg- Reggie on, wasn't it? Did I think Dyer was a another shout for it? I picked him. You picked him. I would have picked him, yeah. And I hate Dyer, but he's—he was brilliant yesterday. Um, I don't think he's playing the Romero role. Romero's role is taken by Tanganga because Romero plays in the right, not not in the centre. Does he not? I thought Dyer did really well. Um, start watching Tottenham I think, more often. <laughs> I think his um, I think his stint in midfield helped him a bit yesterday in the way that he just he brought the ball out of defence. So done really well. I do with Dyer. We always worry that it's just one mistake from falling to pieces. He's very much, even though he's a leader and he's strong mentally, I do feel that if he has one mistake, he can kind of make more mistakes after that. Interest is a bit similar in that way, but I thought yesterday Dar was brilliant and he deserved man of the match for me. It was, I think, it was his smile that that warmed my heart the most when Conte came up to him and he's as soon as he, he sort of they clapped hands, like you said about <laughs> it was a handshake that could have broke broken Joshua's hand. He yeah. did that to Dyer and Dyer's face just lit up. It beamed, and as they were hugging, his smile didn't dissipate. It wasn't just the tokenistic; he was like buzzing. I just. Um, yeah, I just like I just, it's it's just you know what I, it is just a two-one win against Leeds, right? A depleted Leeds side, and it doesn't really mean much. But I feel good. I feel I feel I've got a warm glow when I think about Spurs again, for the first time in in ages. I I feel I feel good when I think about Tottenham Hotspur rather than oh god, there's a game coming. I've got to watch it because and this is gonna it's gonna be I'm gonna have to decompartmentalize. Another poor result, and I don't feel like that. I feel, I feel, I feel ex- excited. Is probably not the right word, but I just feel like I'm going to enjoy watching football again and watching Spurs play again. And that's, I don't give a, give a shit about trophies. I'd love trophies to come. I want them to come, but I want to feel good about when I think about my team and like like we did under Pochettino, where you just felt we could we could this could be a great day. Every single game we play could be a great day, and this is just at the start. What if everything goes to plan? That feeling should manifest itself regularly under Poch- uh, under under Conte's reign. I don't know. Do you what feel you the same sort of? Nailed it in that, um, I mean, sorry, I was just going to say that 
we're looking forward to fixtures now. I mean, Ronda Nuno and Jose, we didn't care about three or four fixtures ahead. But now Spurs fans can name almost all of our games up to we play Liverpool. That just shows that the fixture list, we're looking forward to the next game and he's kind of bought that glow. And you know, I think even though, yeah, he really has bought a glow to Tottenham. Yeah, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Chadwick says, when was the last time you celebrated like Conte not while watching football? <laughs> When is the last time you had that explosion of excitement? Uh, that, and it does, it can't relate to, to to football. Can you remember a time when you just you felt that pumped? Yeah, I can. What? There was uh, when my this is going to be good. No, <laughs> uh, it was it was quite embarrassing, really. When my daughter swam four hundred meters, I uh, like I was with all the other parents, and they were like just watching their kids, and I was just gobsmacked that she was able to do it i'm awful at swimming fucking awful and the reason why i can swim but when i get in the swimming pool i get really excited and then <laughs> I, I just lose all my energy because i'm just splashing about because i'm in a swimming pool and that even means i'm on holiday i'm just like just having a nice time in a swimming pool so i can't swim very far and then when she when she did it uh i like got out of my seat and i was like proper banging my hands together like, and just shouting her name, like booming across the swimming pool. And everyone was like looking around us to say like, what are you doing, mate? But I, I just, I couldn't contain it. As well. I love that. I, well proud. I love that. I love that. Uh, just on the swimming thing, um, my stepson, Will, when I picked him up from school the other day, he said, um, can, can ginger people swim? And I was like, <laughs> well, of course they what are you talking about? Of course they can. It's got the colour of the head. <laughs> has nothing to do with their attitude in the swimming pool or in water. And he said, I said, why did you ask that? And he said, um, there's three ginger kids in my class and none of them can swim. <laughs> so based on that, he thinks that all ginger people on the earth can't swim. My God. <laughs> <laughs> so lucky it was ginger hair and not something else because that was that like, <laughs> That's Well, you've you got to be careful what you're saying here. I mean, we should care about gingers as well, obviously. I, I've got much love for ginger people. Oh, God, why do I say these things? Um, Ryan <laughs> Giannocchero, he says, why did Nathan choose the Levy look over the David Louise look? He shaved his head. Uh, who? Nathan? Oh, oh um, Nathan from the X-Ringe. Yeah. Nathan that... Clark, yeah, he shaved his head. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he wanted to look hard. I I had um, look uh, hard. Well, like all skinheads look hard. Do I look hard? Most skinheads look hard. What you you you've just said most now? Like you're discrediting me with my. What head, do you, you know? when you look in the mirror? Do you feel like you look hard? No, I've got fucking turtle shell glasses on and and a tash. I look like I've just like come straight from Shoreditch. Do you know what I like? Four, I like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm eating cereal. I like the fact that you're you, you, <laughs> qu- you quietly adopted the moustache. It was never a discussion. No, it was. No. It just appeared, and then you're like, "Has anyone else noticed that Ricky, Ricky's rocking a proper moustache?" Do you know who? Like, I had one conversation on the sly with someone in a Twitter DM. Do you know who who it was? Cole Donnelly. <laughs> I was Cole. like, when he started sporting that tash, I was like, "That's that's doing things to me." Like, I yeah. want one, I need one, yeah. And then I chatted, I was chatting to him, and he was like, "Mate, just fucking do it. Just go and get go out there, and get yourself a tash." So I did, and I love it. 
I love that. I love you. I love. It. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's amazing. Um, it is amazing. Uh, uh, Jolly and Rubenstein, uh, friend of the pod, he says, "But how many points are gonna, we going to win the league this year? Obviously, we're not going to win the league this year. But can we can we dream from this point where we've got such a mountain to climb? Can we dream about what it might be like next year? Like strong, the league's strong, the, the teams are strong. Can is there any world if we get the investment? You know, you talk about this four hundred million pound that we can spend with, and still be compliant with FFP. Like, could are we going to get everything we hope for? Yeah, I am um, proper on board. I am on the Conte train. I am at the front of the train, just pulling the little handle down, and the, tra- <laughs> the train is making the, all the. Uh, Beeping tones, sounds, the tones, yeah, the tones. The tone. Is that what it's called? Tones. Yeah, only because uh, I watched that. Um, the who's the Francis? Francis. Francis. Yeah, I love him so much. I know it's so obvious to say, but does it not make you happy every time you, you watch that that guy on TikTok? Yeah, it's brilliant. He said, "Can I just get a couple of tones? Can I get?" <laughs> he said, "And, and uh, 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 if people don't know, what? How do you find him on TikTok? This guy, what's his name?" Francis Bourgeois. I mean, to be fair, yeah. you can't miss him. He's he's about. He's anyway. everywhere. He's on but Easter he's, as well. He's very calm. He's very calm, and he's talking to the um, the train driver, and he says, uh, "Would it be okay if you get a couple of tones?" And when he says tones, he means the horn on the train. And the guy said, "Yeah, I can sort it out for you." And he does it, and the geezer loses himself. He's like, it's like watching a five year old, like an adult, and then a five year old child. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful, wholesome bit of content that I feel like um, everyone needs in their lives. Anyway, what, what, how did I get onto that? Because I was on the Conte train at the front doing setting off yeah. the tones. Yeah. 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 I am, I'm proper bought in. And uh, I think if, if we can't do it with someone like, I, I know there was this, you know, the false storm with, with Jose, but um, let's just ignore that because that's in the past. So if we can't do it with someone like Conte or get near it, then we've got no fucking hope. Honestly, you, so well, I'm, I'm I'm buying all in, and I'm saying we have all the hopes, and I'm sitting in the basket of hope. What um, what what if you could project Tottenham Hotspur in two years? Like if you could fast forward, do you yeah. see Conte still being there? Yes, I think That's... this can be his, this is going to be his home. Like in the same way, Robbie Keane was sort of nomadic. This is the, he he could build a, a <laughs> dynasty here. Do you remember that one out, Flav? Bloody hell. What? Robbie Keane. Well, but Robbie Keane, Robbie Keane was the, the guy. Nomad, yeah. He was, wasn't he? And, and then he joined Spurs and he found his home. And, and um, I just felt like maybe this, maybe Levy won't be a dickhead and fuck this up. And maybe he, you know, you just go, right, well, whatever you want, Antonio. But maybe, maybe, let's just dream for a little bit. Maybe, maybe... The, the the statement that Levy made about the training ground being done and the stadium being done and the next thing that needs investment is the playing staff and what goes on in the pitch and the managers and whatnot. Maybe if he's being genuine in that, if he is, given the work, the incredible work he's done on the training ground and the stadium, and I get that those are fixed assets, they don't change once you've built them they exist and they will always exist in that fashion and human beings are much more 
nebulous in their in in how well they can perform it depends on a a multitude of factors that we our human brains could never truly understand but we know in football is if you put money into something then generally you've got a better chance of being successful imagine himself into a corner hasn't he so he has to kind of have to back him yeah and imagine if it all just works out t like he's backed him He's got the man. Like, like again, credit to. I know people don't like him, and the, the you know people don't like Daniel Levy, and we won't go over that again. But he's got in Conte. Him by proxy through Paratici has got in Conte. Like that's that's. Imagine if it all just works out. He starts spending money. He gives he, we spend speculate two hundred million pounds over the last, next two transfer windows, plus whatever we get in sales. And we spend it, and we build that team. Imagine he reaming it, have a right spend up. It'd be so much. It'd be so much fun to be good, to be really good. It'd be so much fun. I'm not. I'm not just talking about Pochettino fun. I'm talking about being really good, like with 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 world class players throughout our squad. That we have this buffer, and and we've got this money, and it's spent correctly, and. And we are, we we do what Chelsea have done, but without the blood money. Oh man, imagine the the last season at at home uh, at the the, uh, old lane under Poch. um, That was fucking. That was that was awesome. That's probably my most favourite season ever. That was amazing. We we were just we were just. We were the daddies. We went, we went into that game against Arsenal and Manchester United, the penultimate and last game of White Hart Lane, thinking, well, it'd be shit to lose our last game against Arsenal at the lane because they'll have that for, over us forever. We dick them 2 0 or 2-1. And then we got Manchester United, oh, it'd be shit to lose the last game. We beat them 2-0. It was just inevitable. It's, Tottenham's success at home in that season was inevitable. Yeah. And it'd yeah, be great. it really was. It would great. It would be fantastic to be inevitable again. Yeah, you know, H- home, one... home and away. <sighs> yeah. There's one thing I want to say though is that um, we've all played the Champions League final over and over again in our heads, and think if Mourinho was a manager, how would it have gone? If Conte about... was a manager, how would it have gone? And I just feel that if we do reach a final, touch wood, we will under Conte. Just feel so good. I feel we've got a manager who knows how to get it done. If we're in a title race, I feel we have a manager who won't buckle, won't say any stupid things in the press and just been there and just keep the intensity going. That's what feels so good about the future with, with Conte. So, may it continue, just excitement, excitement. I, I just want to finish the podcast, boys, with a, a little song. Oh, oh, Conte. You came and you gave you without taking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Conte. <laughs> Just change the name. That's it. New manager, new name, whatever. There's guns um, as well. Oh, Conte. You came and you changed. Um, yeah, uh, boys, uh, it's been, do you know, it's been lovely to talk about Spurs with two of my best mates. And just feel a bit positive about it all. It's been lovely. Enjoy it. It has, it has indeed. It's been uh, wonderful. 
this has been the Fighting Cop Podcast, and uh, we will return. And uh, I don't know when, but we will return. Bye. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shut Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.